Grace Point Church podcast, we proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Reverend Harrison Mungai. Reverend Harrison is the lead pastor at Grace Point Church. Good morning and welcome to Christian Living on Fridays. It's been a great joy to spend more time discussing and sharing um, about theological issues and actually trying to do it from a very simple perspective. I trust that you have enjoyed the journey so far as we continue discovering what we are to believe about ABC. And so far we have looked at what we are to believe about the Bible, what we are to believe about Jesus, what we have to believe about the Holy Spirit, what we have to believe about God. And today, in expanding that a little bit further, what we are to believe about God, we're going to be asking ourselves, what are we to believe about the Trinity? Now, many of you may not have heard the word um, Trinity or have perhaps not spent enough time thinking about the Trinity, although the word is sometimes uh, thrown around, and particularly there might even be churches that you might have the name like Holy Trinity, XYZ, and, and, and that. But you might not have spent enough time to ask yourself, what are we to believe about the Trinity? Now, <clears throat> Trinity is, is a big word, and I, and I say so because it comes from uh, the idea of three, uh, tri-unity, uh, like three in one, or three and one at the same time, tri-unity. The word is actually not even in the Bible. That's usually the most striking thing. Uh, that actually we don't we don't have the word Trinity in the Bible, and what are we going to talk about? And yet we said we are an evangelical, Bible-believing people. What are we then going to be talking about if it's not in the Bible in the first place? Well, I would respond to that uh, and say it is all over Scripture, the nature of God and uh, existing in three persons, but of the same uh, substance or of the same essence is all over the Bible that you wouldn't miss it anywhere you look. Uh, one person who was trying to illustrate this was asking, uh, was thinking, it's like asking fish or having a conversation with a fish about water. And the fish wouldn't know what, what are you talking about all my life. You know, this is all my entire reality. It's all over me that, you know, I'm, I'm almost... Um, unaware of its existence because my very existence is surrounded by water all the time. And and I would say that perhaps that's, you know, like the same with the Trinity, that, you know, God has existed in three persons um, so throughout the pages of Scripture that it is hard to miss. It is hard to miss. And it's um, such an important um, teaching uh, that, you know, you really need to spend a bit of time to understand and to appreciate it. Augustine of Hippo, uh, African theologian, thought that understanding the Trinity was so important that he said that there is no other subject where error is so, is so dangerous or inquiry more laborious or discovery more profitable. I mean, he thought very highly that if we if we make an error in understanding Trinity, it would be so dangerous. Um, if we are to inquire about the Trinity, it would be so laborious, so much work 
needs to be put in to understand um, you know, the biblical doctrine of Trinity. But he also said that actually the discovery of the truth about the Trinity is so profitable. There is no other subject uh, which he thought would be more profitable than discovering the truth about Trinity. Yet again, um, it's also good for me to say that it's yet another African theologian, a little bit earlier, um, a man called Tertullian, uh, who had actually coined the word Trinity, which is amazing to see how much there was advancement in, in terms of um, African understanding of theology back in the day, in the early days of the church, that you know Africans took theology quite seriously, understanding the truth of the Bible, not trying to make it, um, uh, not trying to to make it up, but actually digging into the pages of Scripture and discovering what the Bible teaches us about God. So, what do I mean that Trinity is all over the pages of Scripture? Well. Right from the very beginning, the story of creation, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, we see God existing and indeed speaking um, from what you might call a plural point of view. And God said, let us, particularly in verse 26 of Genesis chapter 1, but also in 1, 1 to 3, um, again, we see that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then we see um, later on, we are told that the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, which is the essence of God uh, himself, really, was right there um, at creation. Again, we see that um, uh, quoted elsewhere um, about, you know, the uh, create, uh, creation itself described in the book of Proverbs um, and also in Psalms, talking about how the Son of God was right there at creation and how we also told elsewhere that all things were made by him and for him. Then it seems as if talking about God, um, whether we're talking about God the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit, we are essentially talking about one God. But again, you know, you, you find um, you find Trinity in the birth of Jesus, that famous story in Luke chapter 2, um, where the uh, birth of Jesus is foretold. Uh, again, the angel um, uh, Gabriel appears um, from God, we are told, to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, uh, to a virgin who is betrothed to a man uh, whose name was Joseph, the house of David, and we are told her, her name was Mary. And, you know, he announces that the Lord is with you. Uh, she is greatly troubled because of all these needs, but she's told not to be afraid because she has found favor with God and behold, verse 31, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, he will be called Son of the Most High. We are told that he will be the Son of God. In other words, he will be God. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And he is if he is reigning forever, clear then he is God. And his kingdom shall have no head. Of course, Mary doubts this. You know, she's asking, how will this be, since I am a virgin? 35, the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Then the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Right there, at the birth of Jesus, 
we see a strong, strong statement of the Trinity. Just a couple of chapters later, Jesus will then be baptized in chapter 3, verses 16 and following. And again, we're going to see yet another demonstration, uh, and indeed of the um, uh, triune nature of God. Uh, so we are told in verse 16 of um, Matthew's gospel, um, Matthew's gospel, it's actually not in Luke's gospel, but actually in Matthew uh, chapter 3, verse 16. Uh, and we in, in, here is how it is described. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Again, you see, Jesus is right there. The Holy Spirit is descending upon him. God the Father is speaking and did saying that this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. You see, the Spirit of God is right there, the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit. Jesus is being baptized, God the Son, God the Father speaks those words of affirmation. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. I hope that I'm getting you to understand really that the Bible reveals God to us in his Trinity, uh, in his Trinitarian nature. But again, Jesus had a great commission when he is commissioning uh, his followers to go and proclaim the gospel in Matthew chapter 28. He gives them how they are going to, um, you know, how they're going to go about these gospel witness. And he says in verse 19 of Matthew 28, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Again, Jesus showing the disciples and indeed all who would believe after them the Trinitarian nature of God, that they are to do this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, which shows us that God is right here. There seems to be three distinct persons, three distinct um, um, persons in the Trinity, but yet one essential being, uh, uh, you know, or one divinity, one nature, um, that is Godness, the Godness of God being the Trinity, that uh, he is God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And finally, just to try and uh, also show you a little bit more that, uh, you know, uh, um, Trinity is all over in the pages of Scripture, Paul writing, you know, his prayer for the church um, in Corinth towards the end of, of the book, in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14, he teaches this uh, famous uh, closing prayer. says that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, you know, forevermore. His, his prayer here, you know, is that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the Father, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, which is indeed pointing us to the Trinitarian nature of God. And, and I trust that this helps you to see that God has revealed himself in the pages of Scripture in his Trinitarian nature. You know, and I know this could be um, a, bit, uh, a bit hard, but this is how God has revealed himself 
in three persons and yet one nature or you could say that three persons but of one substance or one essence that god the father is not the son and is not the holy spirit but he is god that god the son is not the father and is not the holy spirit but is god and god the holy spirit is not the father neither is he the son but he is god um, and indeed yet the affirmation here which is even quite crucial is that they are not three gods you know that famous um declaration that uh, hear ye or hear o ye israel the lord your god the lord is one so he is revealed to us as one god that is essentially he is one god and yet in three persons there is no illustration or any example that can capture that for our minds to easily digest this truth but it is a truth that we need to hold because scripture has revealed it to us as such that god is revealed to us in three persons yet he is one god and that's important it was such a, a matter of a controversy or of huge discussion in the early days of the church that they actually came up with a creed or a confession and it is an amazing confession although not many people say um, this creed anymore but it is an important it's one of those three important confessions that you know almost all christians who are orthodox or who are truly believers would agree with i know many of us would agree with the apostles creed there is another one called the nicene creed and there is this one that i'm talking about today called the athanasian creed now in this particular creed the christians were really concerned that some people were going out there and they were teaching against the trinitarian nature of how god has revealed himself now this creed which is named after athanasius who was a, again a bishop in northern africa uh, says that we worship one god in trinity and the trinity in unity neither blending their persons nor dividing their essence for the person of the father is a distinct person and the person of the son is another and that of the holy spirit still another but the divinity of the father son and the holy spirit is one their glory co their majesty co eternal what quality the father has the son has and the holy spirit has the father is uncreated the son is uncreated the holy spirit is uncreated the father is immeasurable the son is immeasurable the holy spirit is immeasurable the father is eternal the son is eternal and the holy spirit is eternal and yet they are not three eternal beings there is but one eternal being so too they are not three uncreated or immeasurable beings but there is one uncreated and immeasurable being and you know this athanasian creed goes on and on to talk about how we should make very very clear understanding that the bible reveals to us god the father the son and the holy spirit and yet the bible also affirms that these are not three gods but indeed one god 
So what are we to do as believers? We are to worship or we are to serve um, God and, and to, uh, to serve him God in Trinity and that Trinity in unity as one uh, in essence that they are equal in glory, they are equal in majesty and in eternity. So may the Lord then help us to understand this and to appreciate this. How has God revealed himself in his Trinitarian nature? Is God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, and may the Lord help us to continue to grow in these things. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Brisbane Church Podcast. For more information and past episodes, visit our website gracepointchurch.org. Please join us again for a new episode. Goodbye.